This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Monday, February 12th. This is episode 194. My name is Dan Ellis. I am your ginger-bearded host, joined in studio by the two wonderfulest, most bestest co-hostesses. Co- not co-hostesses, just co- <laughs> co-hostesses. Depends on the night of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on if I'm feeling fancy. <laughs> Ryan's more than just cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Monday, so it's I'm, I'm, it's not that night. It's a Monday. Oh. Looks like somebody has case of the moon days. <laughs> Uh, we it's tonight. Ryan's weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it is. It's it's my Saturday. Yeah, it's my fucking Monday. I get, I get two Saturdays and two Sundays. I was off today, but I'm a shitty, 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 shitty uh, relationship partner. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, you suck. Because today is Tracy's birthday, and she wanted one thing. It's also Charwin's Char Charwin Darwell's birthdays. Ah, uh, Charmin. Charmin? <laughs> Charwin Darwell's. How much rum have I had already? Jesus Christ. Not Charwin as much as normal. <laughs> no, it's Char it's fucking Darwin Day. <laughs> because it's uh Charles Darwin's birthday today. So happy Darwin Day, everybody. And we have David Silverman in an interview this evening. Yes. That went very well and was a whole lot of fun. I fucking love David. He's a great guy. Yeah. Very funny, very engaging, very passionate about atheism. I think he's doing a fantastic job as president of American Atheists. Mm -hmm. And he was mm -hmm. very excited to come on the show and talk to us about the American yeah. Atheists Convention coming up in Oklahoma. And, and also- His, his book was a whole lot yeah. of fun to read, too. And he's oh, going yeah. on another book tour, so you might be able to see him come to a college campus near you. I shall be working in the background scenes to try to set something up for that. I have friends at the local SSA groups at a few different universities here in Utah, and we'll reach out to them and see if they would like to have David come and talk to their yeah. schools. I think they would. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. 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 Faux show. Uh, so what did you guys do over the last week? Fuck, I've just been looking at homes, trying to buy a new house. Have you put yours on the market yet, or are you trying to line something up uh, before then? I'm trying to line something before then, trying to find something where I can put in... I'm getting their house ready to sell. I'm mm -hmm. starting to uh, just kind of scrubbing walls and floorboards and cleaning carpets and make sure everything's looking good. Uh, probably start boxing some stuff up next week to be able to move out so I can do some decent photos of the house and make it look So ready. you're like serious about selling oh, yeah. and buying something yeah. else, yeah? Well, when I can make 80000 on my house right now, I'm serious about it. Yeah. Yeah. And get into something else where payments are virtually the same virtually the same and you've already got some equity because yeah. you can just roll that into the yep. new place and roll that into the new place pay off debt and just go into a place where all i have is a mortgage so you'll be staying here in utah for a little while yeah all right yeah. that's good news uh and you machu same old same old same old same old did you get all of your tile work done yet um there are still a couple of areas that are popping up a little bit 
Oh yeah. I don't think there's any I'm I'm waiting to make sure that all the ones that are going to pop up are popped up <laughs> before I start mixing all that grout and yeah. stinset and stuff. And I think that they pretty much have come up so probably this weekend I'll So why do you think so. they're coming up? Not enough thinset or what? Not prob well, that could have been part of the problem, but I think the the biggest problem is not enough screws in the backer board. Mm. Mm. So there's so, a little flex. And yeah, then... just a little bit. Yep. And it's enough because thin set and grout's super brittle. So, yeah. And they're long tiles too. So there's leverage. Like if you step oh. on one side, then oh, you've right, got that yeah. 24 inches to. Just a little bit of unevenness. Yeah. In it. yeah. Well, and it makes that longer lever. So, yeah. 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 So I think that's what it was. I mean, most of them were doing okay. I mean, the only area I have a problem with is like in the main entry where I dragged my fucking 400 pound refrigerator <laughs> after I set those tiles. So that might've been the main reason. Damn it. Yeah. It means I can't go visit your house. <laughs> well, like, let, don't let Dan come in the front door and step on the tile. Either, either uh, do it now before I do it or well after I reset them. Uh, I've been really fucking busy over the last week. Um, Truth be told, I don't even have last week's episode completely finished and edited and posted out there Ooh, yet. My mom's gonna be mad. That'll be that'll be happening uh, early tomorrow. It's it's almost done. It's I've got like two ish, maybe three hours of work left on. We it. did record two shows like back really to back, close together. Yeah, yeah. Mm, and yeah. and then I've just been busy with stuff. I mean, there was the shutdown that lasted a whole hour. hour. As far as my work schedule goes, anyway. Yeah. But uh, so there was that. I've been, I fixed a couple toilets in the house that had leaking flappers. Oh. Mm. It was the original flappers, I think, from the yeah. toilets. And so they on. had, they had 1920s women in the toilets. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. And they were leaking everywhere. Oh. Awfully slutty. <laughs> yeah. You need to take care of that right away. So, well, and like most fucking home projects, you go to the fucking, uh, you know, the Home Depot, Depot or hardware Lowe's. store. Yeah. So I went to Home Depot and they've got this section of flappers that's like, <laughs> how you, know, you doing, sir? It's like, <laughs> it's like 10 feet wide and like, you know, four to six shelves of different toilet flapper replacement things. Yeah. Of universal toilet flapper. This will work in, you know, 90% of toilets out there or whatever. And, and so it's like 10, it's like 10 feet wide, this section of toilet flappers and maybe, I don't know, eight or nine feet of that 10 foot span is all for two inch wide or, or for flappers for two inch pipes on your flapper. Okay. Or that the flapper covers. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, surely because this section is so much larger than the flappers for the three inch flappers. I probably have the two-inch flappers. Because they're more common. And while I'm standing there, I thought to myself, you know, I should just buy... So I had to fix two toilets because they both like started leaking at the mm -hmm. same time. Hmm. So I thought, well, I'll buy... I, I should buy two of each and then I can just return whatever. And then I thought, why would I do that? Then I've got to come back, back to the fucking yeah. store. So I bought the two-inch flappers, brought them home, and of course I need the three-inch flappers. So then I need to go for back both? to the fucking... Yeah, for both of them. You should have just bought the three-inch right off the back because the three-inch will cover a two-inch hole. Well, but then the, <laughs> so the thing in the middle of yeah. the flapper wouldn't have fit in. Anyway, so, but I thought, because they're newer toilets in the house and they're low flow and everything. And mm -hmm. I thought, so, well, that low must flow, mean that they two have inch. a smaller pipe. But yeah. the reverse is actually true. The reason they're low flow is because it has a much larger opening from the tank into the bowl to release the water so that 
you need a lower amount of water because it uh, all goes in so quickly that it just removes hmm. the debris it, in yeah. the toilet. <laughs> it's got <laughs> more, rid of it. more forceful, so it pushes right, quicker right, instead yeah. of just a slow That's a push. tactful way of putting it. <laughs> the debris, yeah. Well, what am because... I going to do about all this ass debris? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does that ruin the subtle? The, the <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. That's oh, fine. okay. Right. We're talking about donkeys and stuff. But <laughs> because, well, it, and it's because, you know, toilets are just a mechanical thing. It's, there's no magic sure? there. Well, and there's no, like, it's it's all just gravity. Gravity is what makes your toilet yeah. work. Because the water flows into the toilet and it goes over the gooseneck and flushes everything out. And so if you have a larger opening, you can use a smaller amount of water to provide more force through gravity to push the stuff out of the toilet. So yeah, got that all fixed. I uh, had to get a new exterior light and wire that all up. I've been going around the house and replacing a lot of the light switches with Wi-Fi switches because I'm a tech nerd and it's fucking cool. That is pretty cool. That's super cool. I can just set them all on timers. I can talk to my phone and say, I don't want to say it out loud because it'll start shutting lights <laughs> off around the house. But I can, you know, you can create different scenes to turn lights on and off, different times, different, you know, you can create groups of light. It's just fucking cool. Hmm. Uh, so I've been doing all of that, but then because it's a uh, older ish home and I think the people who did a lot of the, the home improvements around here in the past just were on meth. Well, they weren't skilled tradespeople. <laughs> that's for sure. I, so You're as useless as a flapper. <laughs> <laughs> so it started out. I wanted to get these switches because the kids, my kids for Christmas or I'm sorry for my birthday, got me this really cool wireless uh switch from tp link and it basically you can just plug it into the wall and then it's it's an it's a wi-fi outlet basically mm -hmm. so you plug it into your existing outlet it connects to your wi-fi network and then you can just turn the power on turn the power off to whatever you plug it into or to whatever you plug into it and then i started doing some searchings online and found a bunch of wi-fi switches that you can replace like light switches yeah. and all other kinds of shit. And so there's this area on the side of the house that's over us right now, this big side porch thing. And it has some floodlights out there. And we have a door from the master bedroom out onto the side porch. But the only way to turn the lights on outside is in this closet way at the other end of the porch. And so you've got to walk out in the dark and do that. And so I thought, oh, I could get some of those switches and put them out there. And then I can just talk to my phone or press a button on my phone and it would turn them on. It's like a, this remote switch. It'd be fucking awesome. So I get the switches to do that and I go out and I pull the cover off of the light switch and, you know, pull the wires out. And it's just this fucking mess of electrical wires in there. I'm not an electrician, but there's like three lights that are controlled by one switch and one light and one plug that are controlled by the other. And they've got these jumpers going everywhere there. And it's just like, all fucking mashed in there. I had to take it all apart. And then as I'm taking one switch apart to put the new switch on, like wires are just falling out. And I'm like, oh shit, where did that go? Where did that come from? <laughs> I should have taken pictures of this before I started going. And I got into this little bit of a panic mode where I'm like, shit, now I'm going to have to call an electrician to come out and fix all this because I don't know what's going on. But then I had to just think about it for a little while and realize, you know, the switch is just interrupting the circuit. Yep. So I just need to figure out, okay, the hot wire comes in here, goes into the switch, goes out to here. If I, you know, if I detach it and so, yeah, I just had to figure all that out, fixed all of the wiring mess that was out there. And then I've just been slowly doing all of that 
around the house and replaced an exterior light that went dead and all of that good stuff. But I'm a terrible boyfriend or, or spousal unit or companion because today is Tracy's birthday and I scheduled recording for the show, but she doesn't like to make a big deal out of her birthday anyway. But this morning she said, oh, you know, it would be great for my birthday. And she doesn't usually ask for anything. And so I was like, oh, I would love, tell me, please, yeah. what would you like? And I shall go get it. And she said, oh, some sugar cookies from Schmidt's Bakery would be really great. And I said, I'll go and do that. So you got in your car and went to Schmidt's Bakery. No, I went up into my office and I sat down and I started tinkering with shit. And I completely fucking forgot. And this is why those of us who don't like our birthdays never ask for shit. <laughs> this is why. Because <laughs> you just get let down. Well, and I, you know, I've been clearing drive space for the show because that, that's all no, that's all other stuff. But I, I was doing a bunch of other shit and I just got totally sidetracked and I forgot. She came out of the shower shortly before we were ready to record the show. I'm just in there, you know, tinkering with different shit. And she comes in, she's like, oh. Did you go get the sugar cookies? And I was like, oh, God damn it. No, I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> Happy birthday. I did give her a present early this morning, but then I totally fucking blew it on the cookies and I feel like a giant dick. Yeah, that's all right. I'm a terrible human being. Yeah, you're a waste of space. Let's continue. God damn it. Oh, I wanted to. <laughs> so I, I mentioned it during the interview with David Silverman. Yeah. Wanted to touch a little bit on some of the happenings at the Darwin Day events oh, yeah. over the weekend. It was it was a great event. So yeah. atheists of Utah participated with uh, the humanists of Utah are the is the group who organizes the annual Darwin Day every mm -hmm. year. And this year we had it at the Utah Department of Natural Resources building, which is a giant fucking building, man. Like I had no idea that the Department of Natural Resources needed to occupy a giant building, and it's like. You know, tons Whoa. of cameras and security. They're and not protecting our resources, areas. so they got to spend money somehow. <laughs> I was surprised at the amount of security and cameras and shit that they had around there. Yeah, it's because of the coal mines. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> because of the coal mines. Okay. Well, they're getting ready to sell off some of that land again. Oh. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a nice venue. They had a great speaker. There were a bunch of secular organizations tabling and. Uh, the Utah Friends of Paleontology were there, so they brought a bunch of, you know, dinosaur skulls and That's fossils cool. and all kinds of shit. And uh, they conducted a they conducted a tour for the paleontology lab and let people go in and look at a bunch of dinosaur bones and stuff. So that was all really cool. And well, what are what are the humanists of Utah? Are they political <laughs> or they're no, they're not political oh, really. They're, so they're just spineless atheists. <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah, I, yeah. I love not the the humanists of Utah here locally, but they're afraid of the A word. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They they don't like to associate themselves with the A word. And I actually spoke to their group not last year, but the year before. They they had me come and speak to them. Uh, or maybe it was two, shit. Maybe two or three years ago now. It's been a little while. But so I gave this. Firebrand atheist speech mm -hmm. while I was there speaking to the humanists. And my favorite part of any speaking engagement is the Q&A session when I can dialogue more with people. And even better than that is like after all of that's done and people just come up one and talk on to me and we can talk one-on-one, -on -one, whatever. And 
So I had a lot of great questions. There was a long Q&A period. And then after that, there were, so the, the humanists group here locally, I really like the people who organize it, the people who are associated with it. They're all really great, really nice people. There are a couple. So the humanists of Utah is made up of primarily older people. Okay. It is not a young crowd there. I think they have one member who's maybe under 50. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that is actually engaged yeah, in doing yeah. stuff. Uh. Um, other than that, it's, it's pretty much people in their 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, and so after I spoke and after the Q&A, I had a couple people come up to me and say, well, I don't believe in God, but I'm not an atheist. And I said, well, <laughs> well that's by kind definition, of what the only is. thing. That's the only criteria. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is what an atheist is. Like, you can choose to label yourself however you would like, but if you don't have an active belief in a God, you are, by definition, an, an atheist. Athe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you may not want to adopt that label personally. You may not choose to associate with it personally, but that is what you are. Yeah. So I appreciate you coming out here and talking to me and being a member of the humanists and wanting to ask me questions and everything. And you can label yourself however you'd like. But in my mind, if you don't have an active belief in a God, you are an atheist, whether you want to call yourself that or not. No, I'm agnostic. And I said, so you're really 50-50 on the question of whether a God exists or not? Well, no, uh, I, I'm pretty sure there's no God. Okay. Well, then, then you're, you're an, an atheist. atheist. No, 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 I don't like that word. Okay. Well, well I don't really give a shit if you like it or not. That's what you are. Mm -hmm. Like I you might as well tell me that you're not a human being. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, you are in fact a human being. You may not want to ad adopt that label or choose to label yourself that way, but that is what you are. Yeah. Yeah. So... That was a lot of fun. Uh, there was a woman there. It really, I want, I want to talk about two interactions that I had there. One was a woman who came and. Oh, dear. Was yeah. talking. Oh, yes, that is. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> a woman approached our table and started speaking with us. Oh, and that's it, totally different context. <laughs> <laughs> and she was nice and cordial and, that you know. I, I, she seemed really familiar. I'm sure I've seen her at other secular events or, or for other organizations or whatever. And she said, oh, yeah, it's great to see you guys here, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And Tracy said, oh, are you a member of Atheists of Utah? And she said, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I really like and that, you know, because I'm an atheist now means that I don't really have to associate with any group. I don't have to. I don't. I'm not a joiner. And, you know, I, I don't have to join groups now. So she was a 10. And, you know, it, it's one thing to say that to just people in general, but to walk up yeah. to a table mm -hmm. yeah. at a secular event and talk to the organizers who are vo unpaid volunteers yeah. for an organization who is trying to represent her best interests and her say, yeah, I'm not really a joiner. Fuck you, lady. It made me so fucking mad. And I was just like, 
Oh, well, thanks for stopping by. So good to see you. Yeah, so what was her point exactly in approaching you? I just, have no just, fucking idea. Just because she wanted to look down her nose and be like, I'm truly free, and you fucking guys are idiots for belie- for falling for another organization. Or I, what? I mean- Yeah, I, I really have no idea. The, the thing, well, she came over and she took a picture of, we've got these clear plastic paper holders, basically, that it's like a little- table tent display, right? You yeah. slide a piece of paper in there and we have our price list for our emblems and badges and stickers and, you know, all the shit that we're selling there, we've got that on a price list. And she came over and she took a picture of that, which I thought was really fucking weird. Hmm. And that's when we started talking to her and, and that's when she's like, yeah, I'm just not a joiner. She's going to go post that and somewhere. I thought, well, yeah, I thought, okay, so Facebook you're, comment. you're taking a picture of us selling things. You're going to make some shitty fucking comment about it somewhere. She but, was just, but how dare these atheists actually charge me for stuff? Yeah. So then, in typical Utah yeah. passive aggressive fashion, yeah. she's mm-hmm. she's standing like twenty feet away, and I'm just like, "Yeah, that lady who came over earlier and was talking shit about not being a joiner. That shit really fucking pisses me <laughs> off." <laughs> and then she walked ten more feet away. Oh, th- yeah. She just kind of looked up <laughs> from her phone, you know, over the top of her phone, and at me, and I thought, "Yeah, I'm talking about you." <laughs> You fucking fucking turd. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. debris, whatever. But you toilet debris. Yeah, you non-joiner. Ha! You turlet flapper. This is Natalie Newell of Science Moms and the Parenthetical Science Podcast. You are listening to the Godless Revolution. Uh, Mickey, I need help. I well, you do what every normal person does, and you go to church. Since when are you so religious? Not religious at all, but I like church. Free donuts, coffee, a little wine to take the edge off. Then you confess all the bad stuff you did and go home guilt-free, ready to do it all over again. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Okay, on the line we have the fabulous Mr. David Silverman from American Atheist. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great, folks. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's our pleasure, for sure. Thank you so much for wanting to come on the show and talk to us. What did you want to come and talk to us about? Oh well, so there's, there's there's so much to talk about. <laughs> I have I've been an atheist activist for 21 years, and I've never had so much activism to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first thing I want to mention, uh, the the big thing that I, I, I I'm going to start with, and I hope I'm going to finish with it as well, uh, is the American Atheist National Convention. Uh, that's the reason I wanted to come on the show to tell people about this convention that we're doing because uh, it's a big deal and. There have been a lot of, um, let's just say, convention missteps um, in the atheist field in the past uh, couple of years. <clears throat> Milwaukee. <clears throat> I'm not saying anything specific, <laughs> but we can talk about that. But the, my point is that um, there have been a lot of missteps and there have been a lot of hurt feelings and there have been a lot of people who have been trying to make a point of trying to do a convention their way. And uh, it, it hasn't worked. And American Atheist has been doing conventions for a couple decades now. And we make the best uh, and the most fun and the most welcoming conventions in the country. Uh, we also make the biggest conventions in the country, the biggest atheist conventions in the country. Um, and this one is going to be rather spectacular. Um, so this convention, it's 2018. Uh, it, it's not marking any sort of special anniversary uh, it's in Oklahoma City. It's March 30th through April 1st, uh, but it's turning out to be a really, really spectacular looking convention. Um, the big 
thing that the big that's the big thing that's separating it out. Well, there's two. Well, there's three big things that are separating it. <laughs> Maybe um, four or five or <laughs> four or five. Uh, the the first thing is that we're um, is is our theme, and our theme this year is atheists showing up for good. A lot of people don't understand that firebrand atheism is the good guy approach. It's the nice guy approach. And it's the, the reason it's a nice guy approach is because we're doing firebrand atheism. The heart of firebrand atheism is compassion. The heart of firebrand atheism is love. Yes, you stand in front of somebody and you tell them something they don't want to hear. Your religion is a lie. Your religion is a con. Your religion is hurting you. They don't want to hear it, but it is the nice thing to do to tell them that. And it's a selfless thing to do to tell them that. And that and the reason I make that point is because a lot of people think that the hardline atheist organization is going to make a hardline atheist convention where we're just going to yell and scream about religion. And yeah, there will be some of that. But this convention itself, we're also going to have a food packing drive for the hunger. We're also going to have comedy from Leanne Lord. We're also going to have a DJ. We're also going to have a party, uh, um, a party night. We're going to, there's a rumor of an open bar. Uh, there is, I, I, I'm just saying, there's a rumor of an open bar. Um, we, are, we are bringing the fun, the party to this, to this event. We are bringing the love to this event. Um, and yeah, you, you can mention those other conventions where they brought people up to be edgy uh, onto the stage. And there's a difference between being edgy and being uh, unwelcoming. And making a convention that's unwelcoming. So the unofficial... Uh, can I swear on this podcast? No fucking way. <laughs> so the unofficial... <laughs> I, 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 didn't I ask you that last time, Dan? No, you know, I we didn't go through the whole pre-interview thing that I usually do with people because you've been on the show before. So yes, yeah, feel but, free to I mean, swear. Last time I was on your show, I yeah. asked the same question. And I think you answered the same way. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, entirely possible. The uh, so the last so the unofficial title of this year's convention is Hearts Plus Brains Minus Assholes. We're not deplatforming <laughs> anybody, but we're also not bringing any assholes up on the stage. Excellent, nice. Uh, so that's the first thing. The first thing that really tries to set us apart, and I want people to understand, is that this is going to be a convention full of smiles and love and intellect and hardline atheism, and it's something that. Um, that works together marvelously. Uh, and I hope that uh, we, we are very expecting to make a welcoming environment for everybody. Uh, and uh, we are going to do our best to create an environment where everybody feels good and everybody has a fantastic time um, with no assholes involved. Uh, the second thing that we're doing is, uh, well, our keynote speaker. Our yes. keynote speaker, um, the keynote speaker for the American Atheist National Convention this year is Hugh Laurie. Oh, wow. It's Hugh Laurie. Um, yeah. And he's coming. And uh, it's That's our first, I think it's our first, our movement's first A-list celebrity. It's our movement's first big wig. And, you know, we've had other, other television people, but no full-on TV stars. Um, and this is something that uh, Mr. Laurie is doing um, to help us because he likes us. And uh, we are really appreciative of him. So, uh, the sec so, so yes, Hugh Laurie's coming. 
other speakers on the roster, we'd like to have a good diverse group of a good diverse roster. Um, but the other two main speakers that I want you to be aware of, well, three main speakers that I want you to be aware of. Number one um, is, um, well, uh, she's the managing director of Snopes is mm. going to be there. Um, and we're going to have Ina Shevchenko, who is uh, the topless jihadi from the Ukraine, who is known worldwide for her topless protests of Muslim clerics and imams and getting arrested, getting chased by the cops, uh, being evicted. It's, it's a, an incredible story. Uh, she is my idea of a firebrand atheist. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she is, uh, she's, when, when this woman speaks, um, I get fired up. I get, uh, she, you know, there's, a, there's, there's, there are so many, there are only so many speakers that get me really riled up. And Inna is one of them. And I'm so pleased that she's coming in from Ukraine uh, to uh, honor us with her presence. Um, and on the other side of, of, of Inna is the Reverend Barry Lynn from American Jedi from Separation of Church and State. Awesome. Just oh, yeah. married after 25 years. And he is the sweetest guy in the world, right? He is yeah, the yeah. lovey, kindy, mushy, gushy guy. And uh, well, he's yeah, not he, even an atheist. Yeah, he came to the convention here in Salt Lake City. I'm sorry? Yeah, he came to the convention here in Salt Lake City. Right, right. And he's coming back uh, to speak and to, to reflect on his time in uh, as, a, as, a, uh, as the outgoing executive director of Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Yeah, he's, so, he's um, as sweet as a pumpkin flower. <laughs> he, he is. He's as sweet as a pumpkin flower. And <laughs> um, so, so that's two things, right? The first thing is the theme of the love, the theme of the charity. We have a charity event. We've got the love coming. Uh, we've got a welcoming environment. And we've got speakers that most people have never seen on stage. Uh, you know, we've got our mainstays, Yvette. Uh, Dr. Mon is going to be back. Mm -hmm. Anthony Magnabosco is going to be here. I mean, it's going to be a really good convention with, with, with people that you have heard of and have heard from, but also people that you've not heard from, you've not heard of, and, oh, yeah, a TV star. Uh, and the third thing that I wanted to make a point of, um, the pricing for this convention is lower than most of the pricing anywhere else in the, in the movement. Um, but if you can't afford it, we have substantial discounts for military veterans, for Oklahoma residents, and for people of low income and its honor system. So if you can't afford the main price, you can just take the lower price and just come. Wow. We want you to come. Okay. We want you to come. We want you to come put your, your butts in the seats. We want you to come and enjoy this convention and be a part of it. And um, we want to make price not the issue. Hmm. If you can afford it, yes, please come and please pay, pay full price. It's the honor system. <laughs> if you can afford to pay full price, please pay full, pay full price. American Atheist earns its money this way. This is the way we earn money from our, from our conventions. You know, they're supposed to be profitable events. Um, but this year we wanted to make sure that we have a big party. Uh, because we've got all we've we've got the love and we've got the stars, and so we brought the prices down instead of up, and we want to fill the room. That's we awesome. want everybody in there, and then we're going to have an open bar. Did I say that again? <laughs> we're going to have a bar. I thought it was <laughs> a rumor. Have, um, 
We're going to have comedy and we're going to have music and we're going to have an after party. We're going to have the this um, this food packing drive and then we're going to have an after party for everybody who attends the food packing drive. So there's going to be another party after the first two. Uh, so the, the objective here is for everybody to leave this convention um, with very, very sore faces from smiling so much. <laughs> and, and it's something that I'm uh, really proud of. You know, as these conventions start coming together, there's these phases that I go through, right? And the first phase is, okay, I'm going to do, we're going to do this other, this new big party and we're going to make it new and different. And this is the theme. And then we, we kind of go through this phase of, uh, you know, you know, oh shit, is this going to be as good as we hoped it would be? You know, <laughs> we always have that phase of, gee, how is this going to work out? You know, are we getting everybody we want to get? Are we, was everything coming together? And it's, it is, you know, it's the hard part is where a lot of people who try and do this uh, on themselves uh, don't quite succeed. And now we're on the other side. Right, Hugh is confirmed. Uh, Barry's confirmed. Anna's confirmed, and we're lowering the prices and we're bringing the theme. And now the people are starting to come in. We're starting to sell a lot of tickets. And now because we're lowering the prices, I mean, this is basic economics, right? If you bring in a more su a superior show and you lower the prices, you're going to sell a lot of tickets. That's what we're trying to do, and that's why I'm coming on this podcast. That's why I'm so grateful to you guys for having me on to talk about it and the other things that we're going to talk about. But uh, this convention is going to be big uh, and fun. And I hope everybody comes to the American Atheist National Convention. The website is atheists.org slash convention 2018. And uh, it's on March 29th through April 1st in Oklahoma City. Uh, Oklahoma City, by the way, I don't know if you know this. Uh, Oklahoma City has um, um, indoor plumbing. And, <laughs> and um you know there's like no tumbleweeds anywhere <laughs> like we were there touring the cities touring the city uh doing the research and there were like no gunfights in the streets <laughs> like i didn't see even see any cowboy hats. no seriously oklahoma city is a very badly maligned city it is actually a good city that i enjoyed being in uh it is a popular city it is a growing city it is a metropolitan city it's civilized, it's polite, and they are, the city of Oklahoma City is very happy that the atheists are coming. Really? And the hotel is very happy that the atheists are coming. We're going to be right downtown, uh, and we're going to have, um, we're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, I, I hope everybody comes. It's at the Sheraton downtown. It's a nice hotel. We got a good room rate, uh, and we're lowering the prices of the AA convention on honor system so that people can come. So I hope everybody comes and um, and we'll party uh, and we'll have a lot of fun and we'll talk about things like our new legal director and that gets me off the subject and gets onto our um, geez guys it's just so much I can just keep talking <laughs> <laughs> well no this is this is all fantastic I I've been to Oak City before uh, I worked for a large uh, DoD contracting company years and years and years ago and had to travel to Oak City to meet who was my boss at the time and took me all around the town, showed me the Oklahoma City uh, Murrah Office Building Memorial. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We're right near there. Yeah, it's it's a really cool place. I had a good time when I was there. Yeah, it, it, it is. A, it, it's a good city. Um, it's a positive city. It's got a good vibe. It's not, uh, it's, I mean, you know, I, 
I've got my own prejudices because I'm from the Northeast. I'm from New York and Boston <laughs> and New Jersey, and I'm thinking Oklahoma City, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking the Old West. But yeah, uh, it's it's actually um, very pleasant, very nice, very metropolitan, and very very welcoming. Um, hmm. And uh, and and that that made me feel happy. And this right near this area called the Brick, um, and the Brick is like this area, this like this walking street where you just go and you walk the street and there's bars and music and live music. And, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's right. It's walking distance from the hotel. So uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, you know, I'm uh, tangentially reminded of a, uh, an interview that I once did with Douglas Adams um, back in the 1990s. And uh, I sat him on a stool and we put a the camera on him and I said, I asked him like one question, like, like, so what's up or something like that. And he just talked and talked and talked for the rest of the interview. And I was just <laughs> doing that to you guys. And so I'm sorry for Douglas Adams all over your, uh, all over your podcast. Oh, hell no. <laughs> we, we let our guests do their thing, man. I mean, that's, that's yeah. why you're on the show and people listening to this show, though they may be fans of the show or whatever, but there are going to be a lot of people who will be listening just because they want to hear what you say. So we're all about that. Yeah. I'm very excited well, to have you on here. I, I appreciate that, man. Um, you know, it's, I, I always, um, I think this is my third or fourth time on this show. And I've always appreciated uh, the hospitality that you guys give me. Um, and I do appreciate you having me on uh, for this podcast tour. Uh, by the way, since we're talking about a tour, I should mention something else. Ooh. Um, um I'm going on a second tour for my book, Fighting God. Oh, oh really? Campus tour. You know, the Fighting God book tour took me to five countries on three continents. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love and, that book, by the way. Can I just say, I, uh, I, I still, that's one of my top favorite books of all time, seriously. Thank you. That's really nice of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, and uh, it came out in paperback. Um, which is nice. And they uh, launched the paperback and now we're doing a paperback campus tour. So if you will, uh, we don't have the dates nailed down yet, but it's coming soon, like this spring, like it's February and the campus tour starts in March oh, and sure. April. Uh, so um, if everybody would follow me at Mr. Atheist Pants on Twitter, that's the best way to find it. Or Dave Silverman or slash Dave Silverman on Facebook. Um, I'll be posting the dates uh, shortly, and uh, we can and, and y'all can come. I'm going to be doing a it's United States and college campuses. So, and are you making a trip back to our neck of the woods? I think I am. I think I am coming to Salt Lake. Um, I know I'm coming to Boulder. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I'm making it to Salt Lake, <laughs> but if you, I would like to come to Salt Lake. I would yeah. love to come back to Salt Lake. Salt Lake City had my biggest uh, book tour audience. You really? had like 300 people. Yeah. That was that was a thing. So, yeah, I'd like to come back to Salt Lake. Um, we'll we'll if see if I'm we can not... get you into a BYU. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see the look he gave us. <laughs> Joking? Folks, if you can get me on BYU campus... I will drop. I'll skip my own convention. <laughs> I'm sure that we could do that really easily. <laughs> yeah. 
I would love to. No, actually, I, I would love to. And um, I'm not sure if it's actually out of the question. I don't know. But if you could get me onto any any college campuses, uh, work with the Secular Student Alliance. You know Ryan mm-hmm. over at the Secular Student Alliance? Yes. Yeah, why don't you see if, if you can, because uh, we're, we're coordinating it. American Atheist is coordinating this, this uh, tour with the Secular Student Alliance. It's a cooperative effort. So if you uh, have any sort of school connection, any, any way at all to get me in any schools, uh, yeah, Brigham Young would be really nice. <laughs> but any, any local college would be great. Um, I'd be glad to come back to Salt Lake City. I love you guys. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've got yeah. friends at uh, the local SSAs of a few different universities here. I'll, I'll reach out and see if they would like to get you onto their campus because it would be great to go yeah. to go and see you speak at their campus. Yeah, it would have to. It would have to wait until May because my April is full and my and my March is toast as well. But yeah, if if you could make it in May, if they could make it like almost any time in May, that would be great. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, Let's see, what else did I want to tell you? So Fighting God is available in paperback and coming on a book tour, and American Atheist is at atheist.org. Now let me tell you about the meat of what's going on. Um, so we have a new president. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. right, so we have a new president. The United States has a new president, and uh, he is doing uh, worse for this country than most people know. Everybody thinks he's doing bad. I think... Uh, most people don't know how bad his attacks on the separation of church and state are. Oh, yeah. If they think he's doing really poorly there, they don't know the half of it. They really don't. Um, he is he, he is this, he's a nightmare. Okay? Yeah. And I'm not being partisan. I'm not being partisan. I know there are some atheists out there who are Republican, and those folks are getting fewer and fewer, and I'm understanding them less and less. <laughs> but there's, but I'm not being partisan. I'm not just saying President Trump is a Republican. President Trump is bad. I don't think they and listen I, to our show anyway. If they're atheist Republicans, well, I, they probably aren't here. <laughs> well, and you know what? I mean, there's, there's, there's a, there's a lot to be said for repentance. There's a lot to be said for people who voted for Trump. I mean, there's a lot to be said about people who voted for Trump, given. <laughs> the women's assault issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the separation of church. I mean, the women's assault issue, Pussygate, um, uh, that in and of itself makes me lose respect for anybody who voted for Donald Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we have to allow repentance. We have to allow, oh shit, I fucked up. We have to allow, what's the word I'm looking for? Not repentance. It's the other one. Um, the other R word. Uh, religious reconciliation, remorse, uh, remorse. I want to say repentance again, but it's not repentance. But when somebody is sorry and they come back, okay, we have to allow that. We have hmm. to allow, um, God damn, I don't remember what that word is, but we have to <laughs> allow people to come back. If they're, I mean, like I said, at the convention, it's hearts plus brains minus assholes. Well, people who were formerly assholes are welcome. Because we want everybody, we don't want them to be assholes. But if you're, if you're, if you're, um, if you've done something in the past you don't like, that that we don't like, and, and you're sorry about it, then we have to talk about that. But we have to let. I mean, we have to seriously not shoo away the people who made the mistake of voting for Trump just on the one fact that they did something so obviously stupid. 
<laughs> maybe maybe they're sorry and maybe they should come back. That's what I'm saying about that. In the meantime, yeah. Donald Trump has done some really bad stuff for the separation of church and state and to the atheist movement. Um, and he has done it on, he, he has done so much damage to the federal courtship, the federal bench that he has just flooded the, uh, because um, a lot of people don't know that Obama was blocked from federal appointees for years mm -hmm. due to Mitch McConnell. And so there was a backlog of federal judge appointees that had to be filled by President Trump. And he did. And he just filled it with the, any Christian writer that he could find. So the federal court system is really screwed, really screwed. Yeah, there were, so, there were, I think, close to 200 seats or, or more. I, the number was staggering when I, when I saw it last. I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was, but I, I know it was over a hundred and less than a thousand, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was some ridiculous yeah. number of, of federal judges who Obama was unable to appoint. Unable to appoint. And then he, they were replaced by somebody that Trump appointed. And Trump, of course, has no issue. He just does what the religious right wants him to do mm -hmm. because he wants their undying support because, uh, well, he's corrupt and he wants to report the support of the Christian right because that's what the Christian right does, a la uh, some very other bad people who have done that in the past. Um, it's, it's a very, it, it's, it's our nightmare because. I mean, uh, my personal opinion is that, and, and I wrote about this in Fighting God, my personal opinion is that Donald Trump is an atheist, obviously. Personal opinion, but way obvious that Donald Trump is an atheist, mm -hmm. and he is using religion for his political game. He is an asshole. He's a bad guy, and he's an atheist. And we have to just be truthful about this. This is what a bad atheist looks like. Mm -hmm. he, he, he fakes his religion. Every, there's there's no way he would he gives a rat's ass about God. No, uh, he, he and and I strongly believe this based on nothing more than the things that I've seen on television. I don't know the man, and I'm not making any truth claims. What I'm saying is he really, really appears to be an atheist who's a bad guy who's using religion for his personal gain, which means he is giving religion, which he doesn't care about at all, everything they want because he doesn't care about it at all. In exchange for their undying support, which he's getting, mm -hmm. yeah. um, so that he can, oh, I don't know, collude with Russia and not be impeached, and 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 that's it's it's really painfully obvious to I me mean, that that's what he's doing. And what that means is that we have a guy in in the office who is he's not even pretending to care about the non Christians in this country. He's not pretending. To care about religious diversity and so now we've got attacks in the school system we've got czars we've got religious rights czars i'll say this again we have religious right czars in the attorney general's offices our attorneys general offices now whose job it is to oversee and interface where religious issues uh impact civil law yeah, they're they're instituting that in all fifty states, right? All fifty states. So I mean, so I want to I want you to understand what this means because this is really, really, it's one of m many things, but it's really, really important because, of course, every person out there believes in a god that agrees with them. 
nobody out there believes in a God that disagrees with them, right? Nobody, unless they're insane. Nobody <laughs> says, I'm yeah. pro-choice, but God is pro-life. We yeah. disagree. Yeah. That doesn't happen, right? Your God agrees with you. And that means, ladies and gentlemen, that everybody makes up their own gods. And that mm -hmm. means that I want this is exactly the same as God wants this. Now, the, there's a terrible law in this country uh, called the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Mm -hmm. It is the law that I first started fighting back in 1996 um, when I first became an activist. And I fought against it hard, and I won. We won in New Jersey back then. Uh, but then it was passed nationally. And basically what it says is that the government has to prove if, if there's a law and you want to break the law and it's not a religious reason, then you have to prove ideally why you would need to break the law. Let's say uh, you stole a piece of bread and the judge says, why did you steal a piece of bread? You say, well, I was hungry. That The burden of, that's, that's not a good example, but um, if you're going to break the law, you need a really good reason to break the law in order to get off from breaking that law. Uh, on the religious rights, uh, with the RFRA, the actual shoe is on the other foot. And now if you're going to break the law because your God wants you to break the law, the state has to prove why you can't. Mm. Okay? So let's say you wanted to, you're a church and you wanted to uh, build on a, against zoning. Okay? Uh, the state would have to prove that it, it would cause damage if you did that, as opposed to if you weren't, you would have to be able, you'd have to try and convince the state to do it for you. Yeah, that it was a good thing rather than you saying, well, prove to me that it's a bad thing. Right, exactly. So uh, the RFRA has yielded a second class of citizenship. And that second class of citizens is us. Yeah, anybody who is not of a religious belief. Yeah. Because any, anybody who I mean, if uh, the, the, the most obvious example, it's a simple example, but it's an obvious example. Um, let's say two guys want to join um, the fire squad or the army. Um, and one guy, they both have beards. And one guy is religious. They're both identical beards. In fact, they're twins. One guy's religious and one's an atheist and they have identical beards. And they want to go into the identical army. And one of them is religious and says, I need to have my beard because my God says so. The other brother says, I like my beard. I want to keep it. Okay. The atheist brother has to shave. The religious brother gets to keep his beard. And that's actual law today. That's there today. Hmm. And it's, a, it's one of the very many ways that we atheists have lost uh, rights in this country. And that law behind all that now has czars in all 50 states in the attorney's general office to make sure that if anybody has any sort of religious claims against the law, that it is dealt with in a way that's religion positive. Well, so it, they are actually creating, they're creating a second class of citizens. Those laws, who, those citizens who have to obey all the laws and those citizens who have to obey fewer laws. Yeah, well, and it's yeah. not, so I, I would, slightly disagree with you a little bit so in my mind it's not that we have lost rights necessarily it's that the christians are being granted special privileges and special rights only because they are religious 
right? Yeah, so, I, I'll yield that point. Well, we've lost status. Yeah. Okay. We've we've lost, we've une- lost equality. Yeah, it, yeah it's, right. it's we unequal. Lost rights. Yeah. We've just not gained rights where other people have. And uh, you know, the most obvious the, the most obvious thing here is like um, the masterpiece cakes case, right? Mm-hmm. The masterpiece cakes case is a perfect example. If the masterpiece cakes folks were just a couple of atheist bigots who didn't who didn't like gay people and didn't want to sell 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 a cake, they would still have to because there's a law against discrimination in this country, and the gay population is a protected class by law, and they have if atheist cake makers they don't have the right to deny. Now, of course, nobody of ethics would want to do that, but. We have to see the difference here. This allows bigots who are Christians to say, no, God wants me to be a bigot. And now I get the right to be a bigot where, I mean, it, it's it's a bad thing to argue mm-hmm. for, but, but the atheist doesn't have that right. And I don't want to be mistaken for, give, for, for supporting atheist bigotry. I certainly absolutely <laughs> do not. You see, but you see my point. Um, atheists are being told to obey laws and we have to obey laws and religious people are not, and they're going to obey fewer and fewer laws and we're letting it happen. And so, uh, American atheist is, is going to be, <laughs> we, we have our, 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 um, and we can't fight it at the federal level because the federal judges are screwed, right? Yeah. We have to fight all that at the state level. And so we have to fight that at the state level and we have to, um, fight it on from the public policy side as well as the state side. So that's why American Atheist has changed its legal position, um, its legal its legal priorities from federal laws to state laws, um, because we can affect a lot of lives at the state level, and the federal level is just toxic right now. And you know it's it's discouraging a lot. I know it's discouraging. Um, but we really have to realize something, and I want to. I want your listeners to understand that um, I get on here, and a lot of podcasts talk about how bad it is, and that's because we're coming off of the Obama years, and it is bad. It is bad. It's worse than I've ever experienced. Yeah, particularly um, comparatively speaking. Oh yeah, I mean compared to the Obama years, but even compared to the W. Bush years, it's bad. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I, the the message that I want your listeners to get is that as bad as it gets, we're not dead. We're not going down. This isn't over. Um, we have the fastest growing religious demographic in all fifty states. We have forty percent of the under twenty crowd, thirty percent of the under thirty crowd. We have um, a lot of people. We have twenty seven percent of the country now. And it's growing, and people are talking, and the younger, the better. And the evangelical right is marrying the Trump campaign, becoming complete hypocrites. Everybody is seeing it, and the most, the people who are seeing it most are the young evangelicals. Mm-hmm. And, and so in 20 years, we're going to have a much more atheistic country. We're going to recover from this. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort, and it's going to take tenacity it's going to take um a lot a lot of long-term effort and you know some activists have backed out some activists have quit some people who have gone to these conventions or are, are members 
uh, uh, members of American atheists have, have gone away. And folks, now is just not the time to do that. Now is the time to dig in. This is going to be a long fight. This is going to be a hard fight. It's been a hard fight all this time, but just got harder. And we got kicked in the stomach. And American Atheists is going to be here through the 2018 through the 2020 election. And when we take back this country in the 2020 election, we are going to have a lot to rebuild. And we are going to need a lot of volunteers. We're going to need a lot of activists. And yeah, we're going to need a lot of money. Um, and so it's something that we're going to have to dig in and prepare for, for the long term. This is going to be a long fight. Sometime, maybe 20 years from now, I will be, you know, sitting back in my rocking chair, looking out on my porch and watching the kids play. And um, I'll know that those kids are freer because we fought the hard fight and won. And we will win. I know this movement. I've been in this movement for 21 years. I know there are hard parts of this movement. There are rough patches and there are, there are tough parts. But the core of this movement is fantastic people. Fantastic. And uh, the best people on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. And I think that we really need to understand that it is our responsibility to our future generations not to give up. And it's our responsibility to our country and to the ideals that the country represents. And I think it's responsibility to ourselves as well. Because, I mean, if I gave up now, I would feel like shit forever. <laughs> and this is not the time to do it. So if you're discouraged, I get it. There's reason to be discouraged. But this is not the time to quit. There's not the, this is not the time to give up. This is not the time to, to pack it in or to leave the movement. This is the time to say, okay, this is going to be hard. And this is going to be long. But it's still very worth it. The separation of church and state is a synonym for religious freedom. The farther we get away from it, the less freedom we have. That's true. Mm -hmm. and we need to fight for it. And it's not just our freedom. It's everyone else's freedom. It is the, the freedom of our children that we're fighting for. This is literally a fight for our children's freedom. And we can't give up now. We mustn't give up now. And yeah, that means that I'm going to ask you for money. I'm going to say, join American Atheists. And give us money because we need it. Uh, American Atheists, by the way, is a 501c3 organization. We've been around since 1963. And we have our financials audited every year voluntarily by an independent accounting firm. And we publish those audits on the web so that everybody knows where their donations are going and how it's being spent. We're very well rated as a nonprofit organization. Uh, you can look us up on GuideStar. And please... Check us out on the web and, and, and look at our tax returns. They're up there. It's all public information. And you're never going to get that from a church. And why <laughs> I'm telling you all of this, we have no debt. We have a building that we own. We even have solar panels on the roof of the building so that we don't even pay electricity. It's We use our funds, our members' money, very, very efficiently. We have seven employees. And we use our funds very, very efficiently and get a lot done. Uh, with your dollars. So if you would, please, and we need members, we need members. So please go to atheists.org and sign up as a member. And if you want, the you know, the best thing for you to do is to go to atheist.org slash convention 27, 2018, and you can buy a membership. 
and a convention ticket at a discount. Uh-huh. And that would be great. Um, but yeah, we need your, we need money and we need time. But more importantly, uh, most importantly, uh, we need patience. Um, we just got kicked in the teeth. This is going to be a long fight. It's going to be a hard fight. And uh, we are still going to win. So that was a nice little rant I went on there. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what the question was. <laughs> no, I, I think that was perfect. Um, I forgot what the question was. Did I answer it? Yes, you absolutely yeah, did. It was, the question it was, was, so what's new? <laughs> Something along those lines, I think, yeah. I think, I think that uh, provides a great way for people who supported Hillary or voted for Bernie or whatever to continue to chip away at, uh, at Trump and help you in fighting God as well. Yeah. You know, it's, this is, uh, I mean, our movement's always been important. Our movement just got more important. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it, it just got more important. Our mission just got more important and the stakes just got higher. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking at, America sink on a global level and, you know, religious rights are going down and we have to fight and we will fight and we will win. We have to win because the numbers are on our side and because time is on our side, the rest of the world is on our side. The only thing yeah. that we have to battle is the largest, most powerful entity on the planet. Religion. <laughs> yep. Yeah. At, at the top of the show, uh, before, before our interview with you, we actually have yet to record it. We'll be doing that after we get off the phone with you, but I planned to talk about, uh, participating in a local Darwin days over the weekend. And one of the people that I was speaking with came over to our table, engaged us, said that, yes, she's an atheist. Yes, she's supportive of what we do. And when we asked if she's a member or if she would like to be, she said, oh, yeah, well, you know, one of the great things about not being religious anymore and being an atheist is that I don't join groups anymore. Like, I don't do that thing. How do you answer people? Fuck her. Who- <laughs> Fuck her. Fuck her. Fuck her. You know, I, I am so tired of people who say I'm an atheist, therefore I don't have to join anything. Yeah, That's it pissed bullshit. me the fuck off. That that's such bullshit. That that is a lazy, cheap ass person who is using this this trope that I don't have to I don't have to pay a church as if to say my my problems are solved. That is a selfish ass person. Okay, that is a person who says yes, I've given up the biggest poison on this planet, but I'm not going to do anything to help protect my own rights and other people's rights to do it. It's like you don't have to be a, a member of American Atheist to be an atheist but my goodness if you want to help if you want to do a thing if you want you know it's 35 dollars a year yeah it's not 10 dollars a month would be great i mean if, if you can't do that you can't pony up that you're you're you give money to greenpeace you give money to the aclu you give money to what other charities but you won't chip in for the separation of religion and government are you kidding and, and, and in the time of in this time of year where in this time of our lives, when Donald Trump is demolishing the separation of church and state, you can't pony up a little bit to help a very, very efficient and effective nonprofit organization join uh, fight that on your behalf for your kids and for the people that you know. 
that's an ignorant position. It's a loser position. It's a position I don't respect. Um, I, I think that if any of your listeners out there has the idea that because you're an atheist, you're like excused from donating on an ethical level, you're full of shit. And uh, <laughs> you need to check your ethics because we have a war to win. And we are losing. Well, we're not losing, but we've taken a kick to the teeth. And we need your help now. And, and saying, well, I'm an atheist, so I don't have to participate. Um, completely misses the point of what the atheist movement is doing. Completely misses the point of what tithing is doing. And completely misses the point of what um, participation is uh, and why it's needed. Um, I, I I have very very little patience for people who will tell me that age old that age old line. I'm an atheist. I'm not a joiner. Fuck you. Be a joiner. <laughs> I wish they dropped the label. That they, they you know what when I started in 1996 1997 we were so happy there were there were like no atheist clubs right there was this was 21 years ago there were no atheist clubs if you had an atheist club nobody would come. So people would be just so happy if people came to an atheist meeting and just came in and didn't pay anything and sat down and listened and then left. The people who organized those events were very happy because there were people, because there were people. And they right. didn't care that yeah. nobody paid. And those days are over. Those days are over. We need people to pony up. And yes, we're using the same languages that religion uses. Guess what? Religion lies with the money that you give it. Religion uses that money to hurt you. We use that money to help you. We have, we audit our funds. We show you how we're spending our money. We're very, very effective. We have six employees, seven employees, and we've got a, a, a tremendous track record of getting stuff done on your behalf. The time in your lives when you can have American atheists fighting for your side and just not be a joiner and be ethical about that, I don't see it anymore. I mean, I don't want to say it's not ethical to not be a, a member of American Atheists. I don't want to go there. But fuck yes. <laughs> I mean, if you're just going to sit back and say, well, I'm going to let American Atheists do its job and I'm not even going to participate, I'm not going to pony up 30 bucks, 35 bucks, um, because I'm not a joiner, uh, because it's like tithing. Tithing took 10% of your income. Tithing wants 10% of your income and, and they take the money and you never see it again. You don't know how it's spent. And uh, it goes to line the pockets of rich preachers. That ain't happening at American Atheists. Mm -hmm. We're nonprofit. We're pulling our weight and we're doing good work. And the Atheists of Utah are doing their way, are doing their stuff and doing their work. And we're getting stuff done. And we need your help. Yeah, and absolutely. So it, it, it bothered me so much because... You know, here's here's a person who had left Mormonism behind and had been paying 10% of their income to the church for, you know, FSM knows how many years they'd been doing that. And they don't want to pay the Atheists of Utah membership fee, which I believe right now for an individual is $25 yeah. a year. She doesn't want to okay. pay $25 and I'm sure has spent tens of thousands of dollars on the opposite side. I mean, if you really are interested in representing your own interests, then you should, I would think, want to spend at least as much as you spent donating to a church as you do on donating to a cause that's standing up for who you are now. 
or at least a tenth of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. At least a tenth of what you would pay for a church. At least a tenth of, of come on. We're talking about 35 bucks for us, 25 bucks for you. Okay, $60 a year to join both. Mm-hmm. You can do it. If you can hear my voice, <laughs> you can do 60 bucks a year. Sorry, you probably can. And of course, there are people out there who can't. And I understand if you're really uh, in, in an impoverished state, I, I don't mean to be, I, I don't mean to dismiss that. And we're still here working for you if you can't afford to come, if you can't afford it. That's why, of course, American Atheists has the hardship pricing for our conventions. But I'm willing to bet so many of these podcast listeners can afford $60 a year to support local and national atheist activism. And yeah, um, it's not a lot, but it means a lot and it does a lot. And so please do that. Uh, the website for American Atheists is atheists.org. What's the side, website for uh, Atheists of Utah, Dan? It's atheistsofutah.org, very conveniently. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great thing. And you know what? I, I didn't want it to, this to turn into this huge uh, money, money pull, but you know, it, it really does make me unhappy that, um, that people are so loath to help. So many people are so loath to help. They say, oh, it looks just like religion. I'm not going to do that. Well, no, it doesn't just look like religion. Religion hides the money. We show yeah. you what we're doing with it. We show you what we're doing with it. American Atheist has no debt. We don't even have a mortgage. We don't pay rent. It, 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 all the money goes to activism, and the activism is obvious yeah. and huge and so freaking needed right now. So please join American Atheists, um, and, uh, and please join Atheists of Utah. Um, and if you hear somebody ever um, saying that they're an atheist and so therefore they don't have to – and they're not joiners, um, just, um, I don't know, slap them upside the head or something like that. <laughs> I mean, not, no, I'm not advocating violence. I have to – I was making a joke. I'm not advocating violence. But seriously, <laughs> if you hear somebody who is saying I'm an atheist and I'm not a joiner, uh, they need to be corrected. They need to be addressed. They need to be – talk to as if they said i'm an atheist but i believe in god or i'm an atheist but i believe in zeus or ghosts or homeopathy the people who say i'm an atheist so i'm not participating in the atheist movement because i'm not a joiner need to understand what i'm not a joiner what damage i'm not a joiner is doing to them and us and what a big huge 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 favor they are doing for religion by being not a joiner how much that benefits religion because the atheist is not a joiner. Mm-hmm. It's like giving money to religion when you're not giving it to, to atheism. Being not a joiner helps religion and hurts everybody else. And you save $35. Whoop-dee-doo. That's your pride. That's, that's your happy place. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's ridiculous because um, the, the, the tax laws are changing. So we're going to get fewer donations next year. And it's and that's all because of President Trump. Uh, so now is the time. I hope that everybody will hear about this and hear this and join American Atheists and join Atheists of Utah. And yeah, once again, come to our convention. The convention is March 29th. I'm sorry, March 30th through April 1st in Oklahoma City. And did I mention Hugh Laurie is coming? <laughs> what? I love that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that guy from that show. <laughs> uh, 
That that's that's awesome, and I I know we've kept you over the amount of time that you said you were available, so we'll let you go here in a minute. Uh, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing you again, my friend. It's been way too long, and to meeting Hugh Laurie and hearing him speak, and uh, I hear there may be an open bar as well. So rumor that's the has rumor. it. I, I can't confirm the rumor, but 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 that's the rumor. <laughs> and that would be kind of interesting because that would make the comedy show more comedy e and the party more party e and um yeah a lot of fun. I think people should just show up to see if that rumor is true or not. <laughs> yeah, that would be a really interesting thing to find out. And while you're there, you can see Hugh Laurie live on stage. <laughs> All right, the same price. It's gonna be freaking cool. Be cool. Hey guys, thanks for having me on again. I I really appreciate you having me on. I really appreciate you uh, allowing me to talk ad nauseum about American Atheists and about our convention. Uh, and uh, yeah, guys, I, I need to see you all again. I need to. We'll, we'll see if we can get um, get me out to Salt Lake City so we can do another live con- a live one yeah. uh, at Dance Place, and it'll be fun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that absolutely. Yeah, that was a whole lot of fun. Well, thank you once again, David. We we appreciate you uh, so much coming on the show, and I, like I said, I look forward to seeing you in what a month and a half. About a month and a half, Oklahoma City. We'll see you there. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. Thanks, man. Take care. What a super nice guy. Don't forget the clock. I'm not going to forget the clock. We're talking about after the interview time, man. What? (laughs) I forget that every fucking time. (laughs) Ryan's like, interview's over. The show's done. Time to go home. No, I just want to make sure we, we stay on time. I'm the timekeeper. Yeah, yeah, you are. You had to remind me to start the timer. I know. We... So I figured I'd have to remind you to pause the timer. Yeah, we were you a couple did, minutes into it. Yeah. Just at the wrong time, timekeeper. <laughs> yeah. True, I apologize. No, I love Dave. He's such a great yeah, guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's awesome. There's... When he came to Salt Lake, uh, I, I introduced him on his book tour. Yeah. And... You know, I think he even mentions in his book that so many people thinks he think he's a dick. And I'm like, mm-hmm. so when I introduced him, I'm like, contrary to popular belief, he's not a dick. He's one of the nicest guys I know. He's smart. He's funny. He's engaged. He's working for the benefit of everybody in the secular community. It it was great to talk to him again. Yeah. It's been way yeah. too long. I mean, I think people just, you know, he's very passionate, as you could hear, but he's also uh, direct and... He's not going to let you like get away with sneaky bullshit and he's not mm-hmm. going to let you shit on him either, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think if, if anybody's like mildly sensitive or in opposition to his views, they would see him that way. Oh, uh, definitely. You know, but, yeah. but if you want someone leading a campaign, you want them to be passionate. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a requirement. Yeah. Anyway, that was, that was, that was great. I, I love talking to Dave. Yeah. It's always good. Like I said, I, I look forward to seeing him in a month and a half or so and. Taking advantage of this purported open bar oh. or this rumored open bar. Yeah, but what happened last time when there wasn't an open bar? I think, well... <laughs> Riots in the streets. Well, <laughs> so the Atheists of Utah has had one event where we had an open bar. And after we had the open bar, we decided that is something we will never, ever do <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> because we had way too many people who were way, way too excited about having an open bar. And the bartenders were just like free pouring and people were drinking as much as they possibly could. It turned into just like vomit city. I I can't tell you how many people threw up. Somebody threw up on the president of Atheists of Utah at the time. Poor Sarah was in the women's restroom and and, and a 
a poor soul who had drank way, way, way too much, went into the restroom while Sarah, I believe she was drying her hands or, or washing her hands. And this woman came in and just vomited all over her <laughs> in, in, in her nice dress. And I was like, yeah, I think maybe we won't do an open bar anymore. But people did used to treat this group as a party group. True. That, that is has true. changed. That has changed significantly since then. And I suspect that people that are showing up to the American Atheist Convention are adults and will handle themselves. Wrong. I, <laughs> I was going to say, mm, I hope so. Uh, I, hope so. I, I hope so as well. I, I would like to assume so, but I'm going to have to limit it to I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> this is Sarah Ponte Rivera with the Satanic Temple's Gray Faction. You can learn more about Gray Faction at grayfaction.org or find us on our social media account on Twitter and Facebook. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. Didn't your parents make you go to church? Yeah, they forced us when we were little. Hated church. It was the worst. Yeah, you're supposed to hate it. And then you feel great once you get through it. You gotta go to church sometimes. But I don't believe in God. Yeah, neither do I. That's not the point. Isn't that the entire point? No! The point is to make yourself feel better. Reset the dials a little bit. And Alba, when you go back to church this weekend, we're all gonna go with you. I think our souls could all use a little oil change. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. This story comes to us from Raw Story and was sent in to us by listener Alan Firkinoff, who sends us stuff all the time, and I feel bad that we... Yeah, can't get to it all yeah, the time. Yeah, sometimes we don't include it in the show because he sends us stuff. He sends us tons and tons of great content yeah. that I, for whatever reason, whether we've got a guest on the show for an interview or we've got other stories that are more pressing or whatever, we we don't often cover a lot of the things that he sends us because it's all really good stuff. And I also feel bad that we don't get back to you enough on Facebook because I'll pull the stories up on my phone, but for some reason, it doesn't want me to like pull the story up so I didn't get a chance to read the it page, on my phone. Yeah, the Pages app and the it only work is really fucky about it, all of that. Yeah, it only, it only wants to work on the computer. It yeah. won't let me do it on my phone. Like, I'll click on it, like, it won't pull anything up. I can't copy it. I can't do yeah. anything with it. Yeah, the, the pages, man, the whole integration of them trying to do that is still really fucked. Yeah. And it's been a long fucking time. They've yeah. had a lot of time to work on it. Uh, but this comes to us from Alan Firkinoff. The ar- article's headline says, Texas Adri- Jesus fucking Agri- Christ. Agricultural. <laughs> yeah, agricultural. They, the-, the agricultural <laughs> commissioner. Penn's essay praising slaveholder Confederate president during Black History Month. Which is, you know, if you're going to do it, why not? If yeah. You, if you're going to say something this fucking terrible, why not do it during Black History Month? Exactly. Just go all the way. Go whole hog, right? Uh, Texas Agriculture <laughs> Commissioner <laughs> Sid Miller took a tone-deaf approach to Black History Month by praising Jefferson Davis, a slaveholder and president of the Confederacy. Which, why... Uh, president of the Confederacy, he shouldn't have anything to do with this country. Except for a war memorial. He shouldn't even have that. According to you, he should. We've, had, we've had this debate. No, I, I said soldiers. Soldiers. Confederate soldiers. He was a Confederate soldier. Well, he's a general. It's a little different. We don't give him. <laughs> we I have no problem with a German soldier having a memorial, but I have a problem with Hitler having one. Mm-hmm. You, you would be fine with having Nazi grave sites memorialized on U.S. soil? No, like in Germany, I'm saying. Like a foot soldier. I, I see no problem with, but the, the leaders of the 
shithole fucking stuff they did. The leaders is bad. The guys who knew what was going on shouldn't get memorialized. People who were just following orders because they didn't have a choice. Oh, the Nuremberg defense. Okay. (laughs) Well, no, the people that were- I was just following orders. Mm -hmm. No, but they were the ones that were leading that shit. Mm, we'll just agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, Texas Agricultural Commissioner Sid Miller took a tone-deaf approach to Black History Month by praising Jefferson Davis, a slaveholder and president of the Confederacy. In a Facebook post on Saturday, Miller celebrated the anniversary of Davis being selected as the president of the Confederate States of America, which lost a war against the United States of America in yeah. an effort to protect the institution of slavery. That's what the Civil War was about. It was, it was about fucking slavery. And it was treasonous. Yeah. The people who, the, the Confederates, the South, were committed treason, yeah. an act of treason by openly waging war against their own country. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really bad deal. There, I, I because read an of article slavery. last week or the week before that. It was some shockingly fucking low, awful number of people who understand why the Civil War oh, was fought. That was about like the the school. It was I can't remember what age of students like it was. It was like percent of yeah. people understand that it was because of slavery. Yeah. Because they don't teach it in the South. It's still in some places called it, the War of Northern Aggression. Yeah. Excepting when you read the the Declaration of War that the South put out there, it says fucking slavery as the reason in there. Yeah, that they so, want to protect their right to maintain mm-hmm. slaves. And own slaves. Yeah. So what is this asshole's name? Dick. <laughs> Sid Miller. I hope he talks like this. <laughs> you hope he, you hope he talks like Sid the Sloth? Sid the Sloth. <laughs> uh, uh, so in his Facebook post, he says, On this day in 1861, Jefferson Davis, a former U.S. senator from Mississippi, who served as U.S. Secretary of War in the 1850s, receives word he has been selected president of the new Confederate States of America. Delegates at the Confederacy's Constitutional Convention in Montgomery, Alabama, chose him for the job, Miller wrote. Davis was at his plantation, Briarfield, pruning rose bushes with his wife, Verena, when a message arrived from nearby Vicksburg, Mississippi. The presidency was not in position Davis was not in a position Davis wanted, but he accepted it out of a sense of duty to his new country. He added, "What the <laughs> fuck to his new country? Yeah, a duty to revolt against the United States in which he had served as a senator. Yeah, uh-huh. and maybe it would be fair to point out that the United States was kind of born out of treason, sort of ish. Yeah. I mean, really, right? I mean, true. The, we we." We're we're the naughty uh, we're the naughty uh, colonies. But that, yeah, at that time, I mean, it was. I mean, it was there. There's an ocean between. Sure, but we didn't do it over want the desire to own other people either. An ocean, no. ocean between, fig- figuratively and literally. But we did it because of beer. What? Yeah, that was part of like one of the things. <laughs> yeah, you never heard that story. No. <laughs> Of tax, the, the 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 no taxation without representation. They're uh-huh. they're they're taxing all the products high, and when when it came time to they're taxing the uh, like the sugars they used to make beer really high. They're like, "Fuck you!" What now we're this? really fucking. Fuck you! Pissed. We're gonna throw your tea in the bar in the yeah. harbor. We need a we need a little uh, like bumper or sing, stinger sound for uh, time for story time. Unfounded <laughs> story time with Ryan. No, it's, <laughs> Interjected into other relevant. It's true. Stories. Look it up. They had the meeting at the 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 Green Dragon Bar because they're pissed off that their bar their beer was going to become way more expensive. Now they had to pay more tax on that shit. 
That's where the founders of the revolution started. Hmm. In a fucking bar, the Green Dragon. Hmm. Sounds. I'm not saying it's not. I'm That's just... also where they were drunk and cooked up the idea, let's dress up like Indians and go throw some tea in the water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did... They were drunk when they had the idea. Yeah, they did it at a bar. Oh, okay. well, <laughs> well c- citation coming sometime later. Okay. <laughs> According to Miller, the former Confederate president was, quote, prescient in his concerns and drew sharp criticism during the Civil War. Davis remained president of the Confederacy until its government was dissolved on May 5, 1865. Less than a week later, he was captured by the Union and jailed for two years. He died at age 81 in New Orleans in 1889, the Post concluded. Of course, Miller failed to note that the Confederacy was dissolved because it lost the fucking war. And at no time did Miller mention that Jefferson was a slaveholder or the role of slavery in the Civil War. During Black Fucking History, History Month. Yeah. Come on, man. Also, why why are you fucking idolizing these assholes? Why why would you want to pen an essay unless you're a racist fucking bastard? That's why. Yeah, why wouldn't it, <laughs> Yeah, why didn't it start out with some racist fucking dickhole named Jefferson Davis? This is some of his story. Because that week at their KKK meeting, they had to do story time as well. Right. Right. Yeah, so, <laughs> anyhow. I think I heard part of that KKK story time. Fuck Sid Miller. Wasn't it like that it all started at the Green Dragon and then they no. d- dressed up like <laughs> Indians? That was way before the KKK was uh, around. They're like, you're going to fuck with our beer, we're going to fuck with your tea, motherfucker. <laughs> Pretty That's much. true, look it up. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> look it up how, how beer made America. Study it up. What was that? What did that one chick keep saying? Study it up. Study it up. I don't remember. What chick? Wasn't that Catherine Wyke? I don't or know. Ka- Catherine, now I'm lost. Catherine, we we played a clip from somebody oh. many many moons ago mm. who just kept saying, "Study it up, study it up. You'll find it on the internet. Study it." Was up. she talking about the flat Earth Society? No, <laughs> no, it was something totally totally bizarre. I don't oh. even remember what it was. By the way, with the flat Earth Society, uh-huh. while Elon Musk was making one of the best rocket launches ever spacex yeah heavy lift putting a tesla into outer space um, i think can haul what was it 54 it's, tons it's it's the heaviest lift rocket ever built well it's the yeah the it's what's going to take us to mars it's the largest most powerful most uh, wonderful rocket in the world the flat earth dipshit failed to launch again during yeah. the same time <laughs> didn't have enough compression or something i guess that like hundred bucks that the flat earth society gave to him to paint their name on the side of his rocket didn't fucking help at all <laughs> <laughs> did you did you see the any of the video from his previous launch at all? I didn't. See, I saw the video of him being pulled out of the wreckage that he landed and he's in. Going, yeah, yeah. It's like oh. yeah, and how he says, oh, "I'm not a scientist or anything. I just figured it out." I'm like, yeah, obviously, <laughs> you're just basically built a steam engine and propelled a <laughs> rocket like device. Into the dirt. <laughs> He's no more a scientist than you are a revolutionary war historian. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Check my shit. <laughs> Study it up. It's got peanuts and olives in it. What else do you want to know about it? <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, also got a story from uh, Fox News, of all places. Uh, what? Are they reporting on something that we can deem reportable? Well... Only because it's Ken Ham. Ah, uh, nobody. And nobody Oklahoma City. 
it's it's a uh, it it ties into yeah, but we're some stuff. Yeah, I don't know where <laughs> this is placed in time. Well, apparently Ken Ham's speech was canceled at a university in Oklahoma. An Oklahoma uni- university canceled a planned speech by the founder of Kentucky Museum dedicated to creationism after the student body president said he got pushback on the event. University of Central Oklahoma student body president Stockton Duval said Thursday that he stopped contract negotiations with Creation Museum founder Ken Ham after he was bullied during a uh, meeting about the March 5 event. Bullied meaning he was the only one that wanted him to show up and everyone else in the committee said, uh-uh. <laughs> like, you're fucking nuts, dude. We don't want this dipshit coming yeah. to us. This is a university where we're learning about what really happened? We don't want some dinosaurs on arcs. Dino dicks fucking take on what happened here. Information about Ham's appearance was leaked before a contract was signed, Duval said. Members of a group affiliated with UCO's Women's Research Center and BGLQT mm. Student Center opposed Ham's appearance and questioned the planned expenditure of student funds to cover it. Quote, it was the fact that it was too faculty, and 10 students against one in that room, Duvall said. I feel that's just one of those things where they chose to use that to their advantage. Um, okay. But student McKenna Middlestet said she and others met with Duvall to voice concerns about transparency in the negotiation in the negotiating process to their elected leader. She said some were emotional and bothered by Ham's comments about women and LGBTQ people, but that no one was bullied. And what the fuck does he mean he was bullied? I wanted to bring some dipshit creationist to our university and was told that was a bad idea. I'm being bullied. If someone disagreed with him, that was probably it. Some of the center workers were concerned about their safety and the kind of reputation this is going to bring to our campus, said Middlestead, a junior. But no bullying occurred at all. No one invoked violence on him. No one threatened him. But they told me they didn't like my ideas. UCO President Don Betts said in a statement that the school values the constitutional right to free speech. The university in Edmond, about 15 miles north of Oklahoma City, also said it advises but does not direct student government activity. Ham said the cancellation amounts to denying free speech. No. This guy has no idea what any law means. Yeah. Quote, a small but vocal group of on campus put up a fuss about my talk and the university caved in tearing up the contract and contradicting its policies of promoting free inquiry and inclusiveness on campus ham said in a statement the statement also said so would he just love the idea of a bunch of atheists going to the creation museum and to the ark park and Speaking about how terrible yeah. the art museum. Like if they went around and pointed out how all of his exhibits are wrong. Yeah. No, he'd have you arrested. Well, I don't think he'd have you arrested, but they'd probably out. be escorted out, I'm guessing. Yeah. When it when it first opened, I know there were a bunch of atheists who went yeah. and visited it, but mm-hmm. I don't know how they would be received if it were just kind of an individual atheist without a bunch of media attention well, around them. I know when Bill Nye came, because I watched the full thing with Bill Nye and Ken Ham walking around the Ark Encounter, and uh-huh. several times Ken Ham says, now they're going to edit this to make it look like we're saying something else, but here's the real story. And I'm like, no, this isn't edited. <laughs> they have you saying that this will be edited, and it's not, and it makes you look fucking stupid. Makes you look like a giant <laughs> dumbass. 
The statement also said Ham's appearance had been moved to a Baptist church in Edmond. Oh, so really oh. he wasn't denied anything? I mean, he can still speak. He's, yeah. He can say whatever the fuck he wants, wherever the fuck he wants, not at this university where he's now unwelcome. Yeah. Uh, Ham, originally from Australia, has built a popular ministry in Petersburg, Kentucky, near Cincinnati. He has debated with science guy Bill Nye on the age of the earth. Not, I, I, I would guess, I mean, clearly it was a debate, but he had his ass handed to him yeah. by Bill Nye, the science guy, I have a book. during a debate. I think you mean science guy Bill Nye. Mm, right, mm. sorry. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Ken Ham is also CEO of the Answers in Genesis Ministry and founder of the Ark Encounter theme park inspired by the biblical story of Noah, which is fucking nonsense. Yeah. Ham has said Christians should take back the rainbow, a popular symbol for gay pride, and referred to homosexuality as a sin. Universities have been part of a national conversation on free speech since last year after demonstrations erupted around conservative speakers at University of California, Berkeley, and white nationalist rallies at the University of Virginia in Charlottesville, where a man drove his car into a crowd of counter-protesters, killing one woman and injuring 19 others. Hmm. So... Fucking ham. You don't get to just somebody telling you that no, you're not allowed to speak here, or we're not going to invite you to speak here, doesn't mean that your First Amendment rights are being yeah. infringed upon. You can still say whatever you want. Your First yeah. Amendment right does not give you the right to say anything wherever you want to say it or on any platform, and it does not come without repercussion. Yeah. Denying you a platform does not mean that your rights have been violated. Yeah. You had no right to be there in the first place. You were invited, and now you're uninvited. Fucking mm -hmm. deal with it, you little fucking snowflake. I also hate it when they do that with celebrities. Like, oh, a rich person shouldn't be allowed to talk po politics. Like, why not? Yeah, why not? Well, because it's somebody I like, and I don't want to not like them if yeah. they say something that I don't like. Or I hate when they say, well, they're just abusing their platform. It's like, no, the fact that they have a platform, they're using it to talk about this stuff, is the reason why they're doing it, because they do have a platform. Yeah, if well, I talk about the same thing, not as many people are going to hear it. That's the way they like they it, can, if yeah, they disagree yeah, with you. Yeah. They can reach more people. Yeah, That was the exact point they were making yeah. with Kaepernick. Yeah. yeah. He was one of the examples I was kind of had in the back of my mind with that one. Mm -hmm. This is Shalise Blythe with the Satanic Temple and the National Director of the After School Satan Club. For more information on how you can start a club in your area, visit afterschoolsatan.com. You are listening to The Godless Revolution. I don't get it. The show's over. Where's God? He's uh, everywhere. Why can't we see him? I just wanted to say hi. Well, you can, you know? He's in that candle right there. So God lives inside the candle? Well, he's not literally inside of it. I mean, the candle represents God's presence in the church. So they built this whole house for a candle to live in. Well, no, I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds ridiculous, but- Has anybody even seen God? Okay, Ben, you're seeing God, all right? He's in the candle. <gasps> I don't think I believe in God. Psycho. Yeah. Doesn't feel right. No. It sounds smart and progressive when we say it, but we're adults. He's a kid. He's not ready for that yet. At that age, you gotta be terrified of something to keep you from becoming a jackass. We gotta nip this in the bud. 
If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you. All right, Matt, what did you bring for us this evening? Uh, fuck. This one might take the rest of the show. Okay, that's fine. Well, that's fine because we've still got the Patreon stuff and it uh, as well. Which, if you're not listening to the Patreon stuff, you're missing out. On you're a missing whole out lot on a lot shit. of really fun, interesting stuff, man. Yeah, if you think the stuff I say on a normal show is stupid, you should listen to the <laughs> Patreon section. <laughs> so first, uh, first of all, I uh, want to take a quick second because so last week I brought up some southerners we respect or whatever after the week before shitting on them oh yeah right and, and i still can't remember which ones you said all of the uh, atheist community of austin oh right yeah yes. um I, are, I was thinking about that earlier today actually yeah. like fuck who did matt say i can't remember yeah um but you know i allowed myself to fall into a stereotype even admitted that it was one right and still did it Right. So I brought a few more names this week as oh, recompense. Cool. And in case I happen to have influenced anyone with my shitty bias, uh, <laughs> that you can also have these n- these uh, names in your head, too, so you don't do what I did. Awesome. Uh, Rosa Parks, Mark Twain, Bob Ross, oh. Thomas Jefferson, Harriet Tubman, and Chuck Yeager. All Southerners. All very good names. Yeah. I heard Bob Ross was kind of a dick, though. Really? Really? Bob Ross was a dick? Yeah. Oh, God. Here we go again. I... Unfounded stories. <laughs> so so I heard Bob Ross was a dude, dick. Dude, wait, wait until you hear one of the unfounded stories I corrected in that <laughs> highlight thing that's coming up. Probably. So. <laughs> Probably. The show that Bob Ross did uh-huh. was a show his friend started, and he fucking stole it. Yeah. It was that Alexander, uh, whatever. Yeah, his, whoever was teaching his him how to paint, yeah. his instructor was teaching him how to paint, he fucking stole I don't know stole, if he stole it. I don't well, know how that went down. But he was trained by somebody and then did a painting show. But the the other guy I thought had a painting show too. And then yeah, Bob he Ross did. was like, "Hey, I'm going to do the same thing, but Better. I'm going to beat you to it." And boom, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Bill Gates. Oh no, wait, never mind. <laughs> uh, so, do you guys want to improve your life? Always. Uh, Is there a reason not to? Like my life's going pretty well, but. If it can get better, why not? If I got to do Jesus, I ain't doing it. Oh, yeah. That, well, no. yeah. It, no, oh, you don't. Sh- okay. okay. Well, uh, well, you've piqued my interest. It's called Trumping Your Life by Dr. Keith Ablo. Oh. Uh, <laughs> not doctor. Maybe. Not I, a doctor anymore. Maybe I don't want to <laughs> do it. Not a doctor. <laughs> and then he starts this. This is how he starts. As a psychiatrist and New York Times bestselling self-help author. excuse me while i dust off my shoulders (laughs) it would be remiss of me if i were not to point out that president trump exemplifies ways of being and communicating that if mastered by others could greatly empower them did he use the word communicating psychologically and interpersonally Uh, we are not just uh, witnessing a president possessed of certain political ideals we are witnessing a president with true self-possession. Yeah, by gross. like demons. Here is a complete. Oh no, sorry, an incomplete. He's working on a five-parter. Oh, for this, uh, does does each part cost nine ninety nine? Of the ways you can change your life. 
for the better. Okay. By identifying with this American president's extraordinary persona. No, thank you. Number one, don't let anyone tell you that you're not good enough to work toward any goal you cherish. Okay. Just don't forget the work, he says. Because Donald Trump inheriting billions and a fully operational business is a shining example of hard work. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So what he's saying is I got to wake up every day at noon. Watch Fox News for three hours, do about a half hour of work, and go to sleep. No, you have to tweet a shit ton in there. That's the oh, hard work. That is the hard work. But that doesn't come till three in the morning you on the toilet. You forgot the tweeting, Ryan. Yeah. Well, that's at three in the morning on the toilet because you ate all the McDonald's. And well, he ex- doesn't even do that himself, right? Doesn't he dictate it to somebody else who actually fucking tweets it out? But that's only because uh. it's hard for him to hit the buttons with his tiny little fingers. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are, yeah, the ones with the spelling errors are Trump. Yeah, okay. Lots of people told Donald Trump that his pursuit of the presidency was folly. He announced his can- he announced his candidacy anyhow. He announced his Kansas City. But then he didn't pursue his goal half-heartedly. He spared no effort. Oh he my worked God. tirelessly toward it. Yeah, sure he did. If you aren't oh. willing to put in the work for real... Neither will anyone else. That's why Donald Trump was known to visit his construction sites repeatedly wearing a hard hat. Well, but by law, he's supposed to wear a hard hat. I on the know. Site. And also. And he probably showed up at the construction site to fire them and hire a new crew so he'd have to pay them either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're doing really bad. I'm going to get somebody else. Yeah. Go on. Oh, it, it gets better. Maybe it was a symbol, the hard hat he means. Oh. But it was one with real meaning. He wasn't too good for the job site, and he was always willing to work just as hard as anyone wielding a beam. Oh, my God. For, oh, for really? one. Really doing what? Working just as hard doing what? I would I would love to see an instance where he showed up to a job site that was nothing more than a fucking photo op. Uh-huh. <laughs> Once you choose a goal and resolve to work toward it, don't entertain doubt that you can't that you can achieve it. And being a fucking narcissist helps overcoming doubts, dude, because you didn't, you never have them. Wait, who wrote this again? Keith Ablo. Uh, the name is really familiar. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did that He's, piece about uh, how Trump about is how like Trump a, is so fucking genius. awesome because even his bumper stickers didn't mar his bumper and yeah. the the sweatshirt. Yeah, remember? <laughs> well, we talked about him like four weeks ago, maybe. Why, how how he was so stone cold sane. Remember? Oh, right. He couldn't right. possibly. He couldn't possibly be uh mentally deficient because his his buildings were sturdily because built. Because he's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. This this fucking asshole. <laughs> I think by the end of that one you were like, I fucking hate this guy. Oh yeah. And yeah. Um all right, enough about the fucking work one. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, don't mimic the posture of your competitors. Be courageous enough to be authentic. The circumspect language and feigned elegant demeanor of politics did not define the language of Donald Trump on the campaign trail. Well, no shit, because he doesn't know what those are. Yeah, let's be be as inelegant and ineloquent and inartful. And and incompetent. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to show up to a business meeting and just start farting. (laughs) His words were more sparse and more pointed, and Americans heard them loud and clear. Mm-hmm. That's why Trump tweets, too. Did you know that? Oh, that's why he tweets? The tweets cut through all the feigned formalities of politics. No one can act like Donald Trump. No one should. Thank Christ that they don't. That's why tens of millions of people trusted him enough to elect him president of the United States. Does he not know that he lost the fucking popular vote? 
They, the more people they casually do not that. want him in office than did want him in office. Oh, you mean the illegals? Fucking dumbass yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, those those 30 million illegals that voted for Hillary. All right, yeah, the, the 3 yeah. million illegal votes that were cast for Hillary. No, Maybe more. I've, I've heard that there's a lot more. Yeah. People are telling me, they're telling me all the mm-hmm. time that it was a lot more than that. But he dissolved that, that committee, so oh, it's okay. Right. Number three, let yourself be righteously angry. When people take wow. you for a weakling, a fool, or a fraud. Righteously angry. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump doesn't abide by doesn't abide those who would overcharge him. Uh, what, the, what the fuck? Is he being him? paid he to be pay Donald Trump's shit. hype man? I don't know. Uh, for an airplane or those who overcharged him for work on Trump Tower. He doesn't abide the people who overcharged his work on Trump. He, he just doesn't he, fucking pay him at all. He doesn't pay him at all. So, so he's, turning, he's turning Donald Trump being a fucking unethical prick who doesn't want to pay his bills. He's turning that into some, into a some sort of virtue. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, didn't that, no, they tried to overcharge me, so I didn't pay him anything. Didn't that, what, That's not going to fly was, here. Uh, the, oh, the, the, the labor union in Washington, D.C., fucking tried to sue him for that fucking the, uh, that post office hotel thing he was building. He never fucking paid his bills on it. I have no mm. idea what you're talking about. Remember when he was when he was running, he kept saying, "Oh, I got the beautiful building down down in Washington D.C. That's the old old post office. We're turning into a hotel. It's going to be a great building. It's everybody loves it. It's a he really kept, pretty building. It's a good looking like it, the it architecture is. of it is really cool. But I thought he got sued for it because the contractor said they never fucking got paid. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea there. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump doesn't abide those nations who believe they're as powerful or as just or as decent as America when they aren't. He calls uh-huh. them out on it. No, he just calls other countries shitholes. Uh, <laughs> number four. Assume you will encounter increasing resistance as you pursue big and worthy goals. <laughs> Small minds intent on stalling or frustrating real change become increasingly obstructive in the face of bold momentum. Not like Mitch McConnell, though. <laughs> somebody, somebody else. No, I'm saying that. Um, like, well, like uh... he doesn't see the irony in what he's saying here. Uh, unfortunately, people who don't know how to achieve great things often derive feelings of power by standing in the way of them. Rather than being disheartened by this opposition, you should do what I believe Donald Trump does. Interpret resistance to your loftiest goals as a sign that you're truly on a road to something genuine and important. And if President Obama had done that, what would Keith Abloh have said? Kenya! Well, it seems... it seems That's not American! It yeah. seems like odd advice from someone who's a, who at least has held a PhD in psych, right? That, you know, when when everybody around you is telling you this is a bad idea, take that as a sign that you're on the right track in your own mind and continue <laughs> on pushing. You know, yeah, is this the kind of advice that he would give to his patients? Right. If people are telling you that you're acting inappropriately, you should continue acting inappropriately, yeah. or at least Pu- in the manner in which you're doing push, it, because push those harder. people are wrong. Yeah. 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 Uh, turn your friction. Turn the friction you feel from small minds into fuel for your intentions. Double down. How fucking condescending and what a prick he is to say the people who disagree with Donald Trump have small minds. I know, I know. Are you fucking kidding me? Good God. Number five, don't be afraid to speak about things like friendship and love. Among strong people, connections of the heart are very powerful. How does, think what, about how, that for a second. How does that relate to Trump one bit? Yeah, exactly. You'll have to say that again. I was <laughs> don't in my be, own thought. Don't be afraid to speak about things like friendship and love. Among strong people... 
connections of the heart are very powerful. Because Donald Trump is all about love. Uh-huh. He, and friendship. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. He fucking man. throws everybody under the bus the second he feels pressure. Well, unless, you know, they've assaulted women or children. Mm-hmm. Uh, President Trump, he, this is how he explains it. President Trump is known for pointing out friends in big crowds. He, hey, look at that guy over there. <laughs> yeah. You look at you, guy. You look like a good guy. He talks openly about loving places and people and projects. I love it. I love the call. Clean call for everybody. It's amazing. Yeah. I love my hotel. Stay at it. He's clearly pained by cruelty to children. Um, like really? DACA. Yeah, yeah. Like DACA. Like Roy fucking Moore. Yeah. After receiving a long round of applause during a recent speech in Israel, he paused to say, I like you too. <laughs> what? Uh, as he was looking at the cat. Yeah. Uh, number six. After hard fought battles, whether you win or lose, don't assume your competitors can't become your partners. President Trump reached out to candidates he fiercely debated during the Republican primaries and turned more than one into an ally. Uh, so of course, HUD, Ben Carson comes to mind. So does governor Chris Christie. Yeah. But do you want Chris Christie as a friend <laughs> or Carson? Well, or well Carson. And, and let's look at those. I mean, Ben Carson is now being possibly investigated for ethics violations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris Christie is no longer governor and everybody fucking hates, hates him. him. And he was unethical. It had lots of ethical questions. Oh yeah. About him. Huge Bridgegate. ethics problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, not to mention that both of the, well, Christie not as much, but both of them were incompetent for the positions being considered for. I mean, well, so these, is Trump. These, these are yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like he's talking about all oh, Trump likes friendship. He reached he reached out to people he debated and gave them jobs they weren't fucking qualified yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and many have since left their job. I mean, yeah. Reince Reince Pubis. Right, right, right. <laughs> Was chief of staff and is no longer there yeah. because he was unqualified and initially opposed Donald Trump and then supported Donald Trump once he was his party's nominee. And then he was chief of staff and then discarded because Donald Trump didn't like the job that he was doing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Trump Trump is tough. He's the thinnest skinned person I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, and can be moved to anger. But he also seems able to laugh and love. I've seen him do neither of those things. No. No. If he's so tough, then why the fuck is he so thin skinned? Why would that? Yeah. Why would any of that matter to yeah. a tough guy? And he he has no sense of humor that I can tell. Fake I, news. He tries to make he tries to crack jokes and he, you know, he whips up his crowd whenever he appears anywhere. Yeah, but, but it's, it's all not- like. Angry, anger, hate. But the things that he finds fucking hilarious is making fun of handicapped yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. And that's true. minorities. And yeah, it's it's really fucking awful things that he does. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, I skipped a lot. If you, anyone's interested in reading it themselves, you can find it. But I don't. I. Oh, I've been not looking for a reason to be yeah. angry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there's a six total of six ways to start trumping your life. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Keith Ablo. Not a doctor. Not a doctor. <laughs> what a dickhole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every time I hear his name now, I like him less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll wrap it up for this evening's episode. Thank you all very much for listening. 
for tuning in. Yes. Thank you very much for Dave coming on the show and talking yeah. to us yeah. about the convention and a bunch of other stuff. It was awesome to talk to you again, my friend. Always good to talk to Dave. Thank you guys for showing up in the studio. Oh, thank well you done. for hosting. Doing all the stuff and junk and bringing stories to talk about and things like that there. And thank you to our Patreon supporters, everybody who has been supporting the show monetarily. You are the sponsors of this show, and it will remain that way. I don't want to bring in fucking ads and shit, mm-hmm. uh, because they're. I don't. I don't want my name attached to something that I don't absolutely find fantastic. Well, so, it's the flashlight, fucking orange apron, and <laughs> yeah, but we'll we'll advertise the show in the flashlight. <laughs> All that kind of pseudoscience, fucking nonsense, bullshit, uh, denying the. GMO, I just, I still am so <laughs> upset that so many of my friends in the podcast community are like, yeah, Blue Apron's great. We should advertise for them. Anyway, want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Michelle Short, Christy Kalbach, Camille Borowski, Numania, Alan Firth, Gatheist, Larry Wilson, Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the 2SC podcast, to whom we pledge loyalty, Janet Uter, Let Them Eat Kafefe, Stephen Andrus, Marius Kot Butchakowski, Rob Otto, Utah Outcasts. Tim Jacobson. Matuler. Megan Kennedy. Andrew Vodapich. Brandy Hamrick. Jeremy Goodson. Angelica Pearson. Wes Aaron. The Purple Dragon. And Taylor Grin. Yay! Thank you all very much. We really appreciate all of your support. Yes, we do. And so until next week, crucify those non-members. Leave a review to achieve Nirvana, because I don't got shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, blow the show five times a day toward uh. Mecca. <laughs> that was good. I like that.
Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, it needs it needs brushing. He just whips out his little switch comb. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked over and he was doing that, and I was like, "What?" Does Ryan sound hot to you, Dan, or is it my headphones? Or oh, I'm always hot. But now my my mustache is like trained. It just automatically curls like this now. Yeah, I bet. Well, you don't want to look at it. Nope. Just gonna cover your face up all night. Can't handle the sexiness. <laughs> Feels weird. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> yeah there's something wrong with my pc and skype video doesn't work on the pc i have to fix it but skype works on the phone and if it's it, i mean if it's just you guys that are seeing me well then i can take my shirt off <laughs> <laughs> right